0: First word. <laughs> oh, I got it. It goes again. It's <laughs> probably some standard thing that they always do. Like it because
1: just a little bit. We'll have the moms come up and we're going to give for them. Plus we have some bonus prizes. Who likes bonus prizes? Hey, I, I, I always like the bonus prize, amen? And so that's going to be absolutely awesome. Uh, for the kids today, with the day, we are going to have the JAM kids, that is uh, first grade up through fifth grade, are going to stay here with the moms in the service, we have a super cool activity packet for them uh, that Pastor Katie put together, toys and all sorts of great stuff, and some uh, things that they can even make for their moms, so the elementary age kids will be in here, nursery and the JAM junior class, that's the preschool age group, and kindergarten age group, they'll classes upstairs, alright, well, it is going to be the absolute most fun day ever, so let's get things kicked off this morning by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America, let's stand up together today, amen, alright, who believes that America is coming to Jesus, amen, we're going to keep declaring that together, let's speak these words of faith this morning. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise. Today. All right. Well, we're gonna take a few minutes here and do a little meeting. So go find somebody, give them a good fist bump, handshake, hug, whatever it takes. Just make sure everybody gets some love this morning. Let's go. good morning. You, brother. Good.
0: Smile. If I smile for you this
1: time, you don't bug me the rest of the day. Oh, if I want to. Good. Yeah, good. Good. Hey, hold up. What?
2: Say woohoo! Okay, thank you, this section, for your loudness. All right, so if you are a mom today, we would like to meet you down front. Every mom, just come on up. Come on up, moms. We have a gift every single one of them.
1: Mrs.
0: Pastor, come on up. They yes, know. yes. All oh, the moms.
1: Okay, we've got a few more uh, little guys that are going to pass out some things here. But, hey, this has been, a, I mean, this is a lot of moms. And, and this, this is great, everybody? I mean, come on. Uh, well, I'm going to have um, Mrs. Pastor and Pastor Katie. Uh, they're going to start down at the, the end up here. And uh, they're
0: going to uh, say hi to each mom and introduce them. And we've got a gift from the church. Each mom also,
1: so, ladies, you want to go down there? All right, for you. Put On your mark, and set, go. All right, there
2: Amen. been. Oh, Let's
3: go
0: down this way. All right. Aww. Okay,
3: ladies. This is Julie Samples, so and how many babies do you have? Five. Five boys. Five boys. Woo-hoo! This is Heather Coby. Two boys. This is this is Janelle Coby, and you have five kids. Okay. Oh, ten. Ten great. No, not okay. no. Okay. This is Alexis Church. One boy and one girl. Donna Winston. Three girls, three, girl. three boys, and two girls. Two, boys and two girls. Okay.
2: Six. So. Four kids. One. Two girls, two boys, and three grandchildren.
3: <laughs> I know you to think about her. <laughs> okay. I have three kids. I have one girl and two boys. And this is... Angelica. Um, well, I'm <laughs> she has one in the oven here. And... All right, this is Betty Jackson. Two boys and one girl. And this is Shayla. I have one girl and one girl. Maxine. I have four children and 12 grandchildren. And I have about, I counted, 22 grandkids here in church. And I have probably like seven children that I acknowledge in church. (laughs) Okay, so she's adopted everybody is what she said. Okay, this is Cookie and she's from Virginia and she's Alexis' mother. I have three children, two girls and
2: one boy and two grandchildren.
3: Oh, this is Alexis. I have two kids, one girl, and one boy. Right. Yes, ma'am. I have three boys. three Yeah, she does. They're adorable, too. Praise God. Irma, I have two daughters and three grandchildren. Heather.
0: Three, two boys, oh. one
3: girl. And this is Heather's mother. All right. Melissa. I have, I have two kids. Way to go. Yes, ma'am. What's your
4: This is Gladys, and you have four children.
3: Okay, she has four children. Hi,
2: I have four kids, four. three boys.
3: Three boys and one girl. All right, and tell me your name again. I'm Carolyn. I have one son. Okay, and over here we have Adelina. What do you have? Did me up? I messed up really badly. Yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> I have six kids: one girl, five boys. Okay. And yes, ma'am.
2: Heather, just one. girl. okay. And this is coming. I have three children: two boys, one girl, and one grandbaby.
3: <laughs> this is Rosalind: one girl, one boy. Barbara, okay. I have two children, five grandchildren, and two great grandchildren. Doreen. Two sons, one daughter, eleven grandchildren, two great grandchildren, and two
0: other great grandchildren on the way. Yeah. Uh, this is Melinda. I have four children and ten grandchildren. Ready to go.
3: This is Connie. One gorgeous daughter. Gorgeous daughter. Okay. This yes, is I have three, three daughters and one grandson. I mean, grandson, boy, and twenty-two grandchildren and two great grandchildren. Good for you. <laughs> this is Andy. I have six kids. Alright, well this is her mother right here. This is Claire. And I have one too. So, Linda. I have three kids, uh, two girls, one Alright, jump in. Amalia, look well, beautiful.
2: Thank
0: you. I have two children, it's Ribbon and Camille. Praise God. And this is Trinity. I I have
2: seven kids, four boys, three girls, and I have fostered 42 children. So I've mothered a lot of them.
0: All right, but this is also Katie's mother in case you not know. This is Renee Brown. I have one boy, one girl, and three grand puppies.
3: <laughs> and I want to give a shout out to Renee and to her daughter Colby. They came to all the food yesterday morning for seventy-seven people that were at the mother's side. of the country. Last night, couldn't sleep, and I was thinking about that breakfast. And I I wish I could go back for a second. Esmeralda, Esmeralda, beautiful. Backwards. Stay here. Okay. If you are 70 or older, raise your hand. 70 or older. Raise your hand. 70 or older. Raise your hand. Do we have anybody 71? 71. You're 70. Oh, okay. Anybody older than 76? Okay, Barbara. Yeah, she wins the prize from the oldest mother here. And so, which one of these kids would you like? There you go. This is Barbara. Okay, now down here somewhere, there was a newest mother. Where did she go? I'm looking for the newest mother. Told me you had a week old or something. Are you the, you? Okay, come here. Tell me your name again. Valerie. Valerie. How old was your son? One week old. One week old today. Well come back and pick a gift. She's the newest one.
1: Hope for our future. Can we get an amen today? Amen. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and keep moving forward with the service here. Uh, in a few minutes, we'll be doing our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. But right now, I'm going to give a quick missions update for us. And so, Maylee, can you put the missions slide on the screen for me? I'm going to kind of make this a little bit quick because that festivity was incredible. <laughs> so, May is missions month that High does support center this year. And so, uh, you know, we, we're really excited about this. Uh, one of our goals is to be a church that supports world missions and our local ministries, even right here in Barstow. And so last week... We passed out a pledge card to every family that was here. And Robert, I don't know if you got some of those pledge cards still, but uh, if you didn't get a pledge card uh, last week, uh, just raise your hand. It's one for each household. The ushers will give you one. And so what these pledge cards are is uh, we ask you to take this home and pray over it and decide what it is that and pledge towards missions each month. The third Sunday of every month is Mission Sunday at High Desert Word Center. And when we make a pledge, let's say you pledged to $20 a month towards missions, on the third Sunday, you would put that in the missions offering, and this helps us to let our missionaries know what they can count on from High Desert Word Center each month uh, as their support, so they can be prepared for that, so it's really important that we pray over this, alright, so last week, we talked about two local ministries we support, New Hope Village and New Life Fellowship, and this week, I'm going to very quickly talk about two other ministries we support every single month. With our missions offering One of them is Pacific Justice Institute And they are uh, uh, I'm just reading what they have on their website They are a nonprofit Legal defense organization Specializing in the defense Of religious freedom, parental rights And other civil liberties Pacific Justice Institute Works diligently without charge At all To provide its clients with all the legal support they need And so once, when I became a super huge fan of Pacific Justice, was during the COVID pandemic lockdowns. They, 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 they let me talk with a lawyer on several occasions, trying to navigate how our church could stay open. And, uh, and you know, and we we did that. We stayed open even though it was against the law, and it paid off big time. But they helped me navigate through that. I met with a lawyer. We and then what they did was zoom calls uh, with hundreds of pastors across the, the specifically California and other states to give us the weekly updates on uh, what was going on and what to look out for but another big thing that specialize in is helping students uh, fight for their rights uh, to bring their Bibles to school, to pray in school, and to have their religious liberties preserved, and so they do it all for free. They've got top-notch lawyers. The lawyer that I was meeting with every week, she graduated from Cambridge and from Yale University, and she... Donates her time to help Christians out. You realize she can be out there making big bucks, but she's doing this because she's a born-again believer and wants Christians to have their rights. So I believe Pacific Justice Institute is a great organization for us to support. Let's hear it for Pacific Justice. And the other ministry that I'll briefly highlight this week is Tony Cook. Tony is a great friend of this church the former dean of Raymond Bible College, where Pastor Katie and I graduated Bible school from. Uh, he was an associate pastor to Pastor Kenneth Hagin Jr. for 20 years, and now he travels all over the world teaching the Bible, specifically in the Middle East and in Europe, and, uh, and he has authored 13 books. He's currently working on his 14th. But our support helps send him to, I mean, all over the world. He does a lot of work right there in Moscow, Russia, uh, even now in this dangerous period that we live in. And so Tony is a well worthwhile Bible cause and he's getting the gospel out all over the world. We love Tony and he is one of the ministries that we support. Now, next week, I'll talk about three other ones uh, uh, that, that we support monthly. Julius, who was just here, uh, and of course, he's in the Philippines. He is in, uh, I mean, India, Nepal, all over the place. Dana and Liz Nile are also in that category, all over the place. And then we've got Ron and Nathisen in Peru and Honduras and we're getting ready to go see them in a few weeks. So, let's hear it for our missionaries. That's what we got today. We're not asking you to fill that out today. We want you to pray over it and ask the Lord what He wants you to commit to, uh, over the next 12 months to support our missionaries with. We're gonna turn those cards in next week. Amen. Alright, well with that being said, who knows what time it is now? Yeah, it's happy time. Amen. And that means it's time for our regular Sunday morning tithes and offerings. I'm gonna make this quick today because we've got so much going on. If you need an envelope, raise your hand, and the ushers would just love to give one to you. Hallelujah. And let's open up our Bibles today to Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 30. Let's go there. Leviticus 27 and verse 30. Who loves the Word of God? I love the Bible, man. It is what we base our entire lives off of. I'm going to read this verse out of the King James Version, because that's what it was originally written in. It's a joke, it's a joke, people. come on, it's a joke, anyway, alright, Leviticus 27 and verse 30, and this is a, an early instance of tithing, now we know that tithing is not only in the Old Testament law, because Abraham tithed before the law was ever even written, and so tithing is pre-Mosaic law and Mosaic law because it is in the New Testament as well. But here's an instance of it. Leviticus 27, verse 30, King James, says, And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. And so the scripture tells us right here that the tithe is a Holy thing to God. That means it is set apart. That's what holy means. It is set apart. It's not like the rest of my income. It's not like the rest of my money. It is set apart for God. And so as I honor God with what is holy, watch what he can do in my life. He will open the windows of heaven, Malachi 3 says, and pour out a blessing so great there's not even room enough to receive it. Who likes the blessing of God on your life? Who likes the blessing bless of God on your finances, amen? All right. Well, we're going to stand up together today and speak some words of faith over our tithes and our offerings, and then we're going to get right into the word of God, or excuse me, we're going to get right into praise and worship, and then into the word of God together today. What's that, Desiree? Okay, Jam Jr., if your preschooler or kindergartner did not get dismissed to class yet, they can go with Miss Desiree to class. And then the the older ones are going to stay here with us today and celebrate, right? Let's speak these words of faith together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth and business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off. Debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously to the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go! <laughs> specifically like passing those out after the fact and so if you didn't get one raise your hand and they would love to get one to you this morning amen so you can kind of follow along with what we're saying here now uh, as we get into this one part of being a mature Christian is the ability to receive correction and discipline who loves correction and discipline amen
0: oh, yeah.
1: again you're talking to the minority most people don't like this <laughs> And uh, nobody likes admitting they were wrong, but that's part of being able to grow up. And so we know this much. Little kids and immature people, what do they do? They melt down when they're corrected or are told that they're doing something wrong. Let's hear it for all the snowflakes today. All right, yeah. <laughs> this is just getting weirder by the second here. All right. Listen, nobody enjoys being corrected. But when you're mature, what happens? You learn from it and move forward. You don't throw a finger. And so, I think today, being Mother's Day, it's a very fitting day to discuss, uh, the ability to receive correction discipline because moms have to do this a lot. They've gotta hand out some correction. Moms, do you ever have to correct those kids? You ever gotta discipline that husband of yours? Hey, hey, listen, up, I'm 37 and I feel like I'm going on seven some days and it's a good thing need a good woman in our lives to straighten us up. All the men say amen right now. Amen. Amen. And if you didn't, we'll deal with you later. Amen. Your day's coming. But no, listen, since today is Mother's Day, I'm going to approach a lot of what we're talking about through the eyes of a mom. Now, I can say this much. My mom was not, and she is not, afraid to keep us kids in line. Even still, I mean, she ain't afraid of it. And <laughs> Neither are all the women in my family But one thing that she's always hammered us on Was our English speaking And uh, she wanted us to speak properly So professional people would take us seriously Now as a kid, all the time She was like, it's not ain't, it isn't And you didn't get your pictures taken You got your pictures taken Here's another one for a lot of the local population. It's not frustrated, it's frustrated. <laughs> did, I'm just gonna, t- did you guys realize there's, a, there's two R's in the word frustrated? That's just, take that, some of you need that word, I'm giving that to you this morning. I thought I'd never hand that out, but anyway, uh, it's frustrated, not frustrated. Amen. Uh, but my mom wanted us to be able to speak well, and it was annoying as a kid, I'm like, why are you always hammering us on our English? And she would say, listen, when you grow up, I want people to take you seriously. And where I grew up, it was a little kind of hillbilly town. She's like, if you talk like a little hillbilly, no one's going to take you seriously. And I didn't appreciate it at the time, but especially over the last couple of years, I can say this much, that I appreciate uh, that she was willing to correct us because I've been in some positions where I've been around some professional people that if I said, man, y'all don't know what you're talking about, man, I don't take that one. They would have said, oh, what? I can't, you know, no deal. And so, I appreciate that she was able to hand out some correction and some discipline. Now, let's specifically talk about the Lord handling us this morning. Can we turn to Hebrews chapter 12? Hebrews chapter 12. Let's go. Hebrews chapter 12. Amen. And this is... hey. Maybe not a passage that you just love to hear, but this is the Bible, and so this is for everybody, but I know, man, the moms are going to love this today because we're helping you do your job a little bit, too. Hebrews chapter 12, and we're going to look at verses 5 through 11, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 11, and so we're discussing being able to receive discipline and correction in our lives and to Grow from it, because our main theme at this church this year is growth, spiritual growth, and putting your roots down into the Lord so you can be a strong, stable Christian that the Lord can do something with. And so Hebrews chapter 12, we're going to look here starting at uh, verse 5, and we're going to go all the way through verse 11. It says this, And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves. And sometimes I feel like, man, God must really love me (laughs) because he's getting all over me this week. And uh, that's a good thing. And he punishes each one he accepts as his child. Verse 7. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father, and I'll just go ahead and say and mother in there. If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and you are not really his children at all. Right, brother, that's getting kind of hardcore on us. Verse 9. Since we respected our earthly fathers and mothers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the divine discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers and mothers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. Who knows that mom and dad they, they did the best they knew how? Come on, somebody. They may not have been perfect, but then you grow up and you realize, like, wow, parenting is hard.
0: Anybody else come to
1: that conclusion?
0: You had all the answers
1: for parenting before you had kids.
0: And then you had kids.
1: And you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know anything at all. You are an armchair quarterback for parenting. And then you had kids. They put you in the game finally. And you're like, what do I do? They're they're everywhere, the kids are everywhere I can't escape. alright? Anyway, let's continue But God's discipline is always good for us Can you say, always good for us? Always good for us So that we might share in His holiness No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening No one likes it at the time It's painful But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living For those who are trained in this way But God's really trying to get a point across to us right there. When God disciplines us, it's for our good. It's not because he wants to be mean and crash your party and spoil your fun. God corrects us and disciplines us so we can grow up. And so we can be a better Christian, a better person. And a lot of times it is to keep us out of trouble. Because guess what? The Father... Knows a whole lot more than you know. That's it. Someone ought to, that was a good point to say amen right there. Amen. That's as good as we're going to say today. The Father knows a whole lot more than what you know. And when he's saying, man, don't touch that, it's not because he likes to be mean. It's because he knows that thing's going to hurt you and bring destruction to your life. And as you grow and as you mature, when God says no, you don't melt down and say,
0: oh, he's not there
1: said, okay, I respect that. There's going to be a reason why he's wanting to keep me away from that situation. Amen. And so God is good and he wants the absolute best for his children. Do you moms? You want the best for your kids, man. You want them to have a good life, a holy life and a better life than you have. And the dads, they want the same thing too. And so just realize that, that as we dig into the word today, God wants the very best life possible for you. Alright, let's go ahead and get into this today. we got three points, and I want to get right into this. Number one is this. For God's children receiving some correction. Number one, God corrects us because He loves us. God corrects us because He loves Loves us. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 3. And this is literally the Old Testament reference to what we just read in the New Testament, so I probably couldn't just stuck there, but I'm like, hey, let's do it. Proverbs chapter 3, and we're gonna look at verses eleven through twelve. Who wants to grow in the Lord?
4: Yeah. Amen. That's a fair question,
1: because I found out that not everybody that's a Christian actually wants to grow. A lot, of, a lot of people are just like, man, I don't want to go to hell, so hey y'all, I just want enough to get me into heaven, and hey, if that's, you know, your goal, then you know, hey, that's you. But there seems to be a significant portion of the family of God that doesn't want to stay a child, spiritually. That doesn't want to stay an infant spiritually. They actually want to grow in the Lord and become an adult spiritually. And that's who I'm talking to today. If you want to grow in the Lord, then man, this word is for you. And we, this whole series is for you, teaching you how you can grow up in the Lord. So Proverbs 3, verse 11, literally the same thing we just read from the New Testament. It says, my child... Do we have any children of God here today? All right, child? Don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. Well, why? Well, for the Lord corrects those he loves. Just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. And so again, as parents, we don't correct our children because we don't like them. On the contrary, we correct them because we love them. And so, if there's ever a child that just never receives any discipline and correction from the father and from the mother, well then, hey, that is a child that the parents don't really love them properly.
0: Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah.
1: Hey, if you really love them, you want them to grow up and know right from wrong. You want them to grow up and know boundaries. You want them to... Grow up and know respect and honor and deserve the Lord. And if we don't ever correct them on that, well, I don't really, I, I don't want to make them upset. I don't want to hurt them. Well, that's not true love. That's right. True love speaks the truth. Amen. Because the truth will set you free. And lies will keep you bound in darkness forever. And so... God loves you enough to tell you the truth and to correct you when you need it, and so does a good mom. I was thinking of a great story from my childhood. Uh, let's go. Uh, oh, yeah, there's my brother. He's back there. There's Josh, right? Now, this is about both of us. I, I've determined today to not throw my brothers under the bus like I normally do because I just wouldn't be fair to my mom today. So, this is about her. Okay, she thanked me. There you go. Uh, so I remember one time my dad was out of town, and we lived out in the country, and we had some pigs, we had some goats, we had some chickens, we had a little farm going on. And we were like, you know what? Dad's out of town. Let's have some fun while he's away. And so we decided, uh, we've been watching the WWF for quite a while now. And we decided today is the day to practice some of these wrestling skills. We got the whole pig, dead all money. We got down in our underwear, our whitey tidies like Hulkamania, come on somebody, and get out there. And we went at it with these pigs Full-blown, WWF We were chasing pigs They were chasing us they, We were body-flinging pigs They were plowing us down This, this isn't animal abuse This is what hillbillies do in the country, okay? Very normal behavior,
0: alright? And so,
1: we are having the time of our lives And Dad's away. we don't have nothing to worry about Until mom came out there and saw us Dude Dude Listen right now, if we ever thought that dad could get mad, I didn't know what anger was until I saw flames coming out of my mother's eyeballs. And she came at us. Now if you're familiar with wrestling, there's a great move called the people's elbow. You think that the rock invented that? My mom invented that. that <laughs> and, I mean, I, get so, I don't want to go into details, but I'll just say, man, I saw moves, I, saw, I, I experienced things. I never thought a loving mother. And, and listen, oh, it was great. Uh, but guess what? Here's the deal. I never wrestled a pig again for the rest of my entire life. <laughs> I remember the pain. I remember what it was like. And did she do that because she just enjoyed being mean to children? No. Not, she did that. Oh, that was a weird silence. Come on. Uh, she did that because she loved us. And I don't even want to think of all of the uh, germs and potential diseases and things that we experienced that day. But let's praise God and say that I have a fantastic immune system because of all the things that happened during my childhood. So it's great. Amen. But listen, uh, there is some stuff in your life as you grow up, I just mentioned I've never done that again. That was like a, you know, it wasn't a one-time thing, but that was the final time I did that. And so, there's some things in your life that, as you grow in the Lord, you are held accountable for more than when you were younger. Do you understand that today? That there was things that you could probably do as a seven-year-old that they weren't they weren't right, but you know, you got of a little bit of slack because you're a kid try to do that now as an adult, there's going to be consequences, right? No, it's, it's, that's the way that it works, and what I'm telling you today is this, is there may be some things that when you were brand new in the Lord, when you were a baby Christian, there are some things that God probably kind of, you know what, uh, we're giving some time, they're growing, but as you begin to grow and mature in the Lord, I'm telling you now that there's some things that you got to grow in, and, 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 and There's going to be some consequences. Do you understand that today? Why? Because you're held accountable for more as you grow. That's the way that it works. And so at this point in my life, I I believe the Lord holds me accountable for quite a bit. Uh, And and I know uh, that I'm okay with that. Because it means that I've grown to a higher level. And there's a lot of you in here today, man. You've grown to a higher level. And so there may be some things that God kinda used to let, you know, slide a little bit on you as you were getting into the whole Christianity family and, and into faith. But now, God's gonna deal with you on some things that He maybe didn't deal with you with as harshly before.
0: Amen. You know, I'm
1: God, God God's all over me like
0: no he wants you to grow
1: that's a good thing when God's dealing with you listen some people are like man I just want to go to church and I, and I just want to read the Bible and pray and never feel you know I never feel any any, any correction any any remorse I, I don't ever want to feel any any discipline I'm like do you know how crazy that is? The only people in this world that want to be able to do anything and everything and not feel any remorse or badness for it, the actual term is a psychopath that psychopaths don't do anything here and feel not an ounce of remorse or shame or regret and I don't want to be like that if I'm doing something wrong that is against God's will and against God's law, I want to feel something on the inside and know that I'm going down the wrong path (laughs) if I'm if I'm wrong, I want to know about it. I don't, I don't want to stay going the wrong way. And so, if we're gonna grow in the Lord, we're gonna receive some correction along the way, and if we're gonna get better from it. We're not gonna run away from God because of it. Can we get an amen this morning? Amen.
0: Alright, and so let's go to number two here today, alright? We're talking about
1: being a grown up. We receive correction and discipline, alright? And then, number two, when God corrects us, it's so we can be more productive. It's so we can be more productive. And again, we get it that nobody likes to be correct or disciplined, but a mature person, a mature Christian, listens and receives it. Now have you ever noticed that sometimes God can use some pretty unlikely resources to correct you? Anyone? I mean, listen, sometimes even one of the kids will say something not trying to correct me, but they'll say something I'm like, oh wow, I think God just spoke through a four year old and tell me how I am. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> and I gotta receive it, you know? Hey,
1: <laughs> out of the mouths of babies, the scripture says, <laughs> listen, uh, sometimes God will use some pretty unlikely uh, sources to bring some correction into our life, and a grown-up can understand that. In fact, in, in, in Numbers chapter 22, God literally caused a donkey to talk to correct. <laughs> it's a great story. I'll tell you someday, right? Yeah. So, uh, but listen, He caused this donkey to talk. To tell the prophet, uh, to change some things and to go a different direction. So like, if God can use a donkey to bring correction, He can use some of these little kids, He can use a lot of different things to tell me to go a different way. And as I'm, uh, you know, growing in the Lord, I gotta be able to, uh, decipher, hey, that's from God, it's time for you to make some changes. But when God corrects us, it's so we can be more productive. Let's go to John 15 and verse 2. John 15, and verse 2. Hallelujah. We having a good time today? Yeah. Amen. John 15, and we're going to look here at verse 2. I, I read this story somebody told online. They said, a friend often told me about the problem she had getting her son to clean his room. The son would always agree to tidy up, but then he wouldn't follow through on it. Well, after high school, this young man joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> when he came home uh, uh, from boot camp, his mom asked him what he learned in Marine Corps boot camp. Mom, he said, I learned what the word now means. <laughs> Amen.
4: I've heard that word a few times in my life. Now. Okay, okay,
1: fine. Well. John 15. And verse two, and here's Jesus speaking. Man, this is a powerful chapter that you ought to get real well acquainted with. But John fifteen verse two, talking about Jesus. Uh, uh amen. says I am the mind. But here we go, verse two. He cuts off the father every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. Wait, God cuts off branches and prunes branches? That he's mean. No, no, no. Why does he do that? And he prunes the branches and that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. Wow. Man, I've got a lemon bush, I guess, tree bush in my backyard. And this thing, is it just grows so fast. And it produces some incredible lemons. They're awesome. But I found out that I've got to prune this thing, or it just gets out of control. And if I don't prune it, then it won't produce as many lemons. I don't know a whole lot about gardening, but this is just simple uh, stuff that I've stumbled over by default over the last few years. And so uh, every springtime, man, I've got to prune this thing back, and then in the winter, I've got all these lemons everywhere. Do I produce the lemon tree because I'm a hater, and I hate lemon trees, and I like to pick on them because I'm so mean? No. I do it because this is a wonderful tree. I see the potential in it. And when I do prune it back a little bit, it's probably a little painful for the tree. But as I do prune it, it grows and gets bigger and better and stronger and grows more lemons than it did last year. And so as you grow in the Lord, check it out. Sometimes he starts pruning you on some things like, okay, okay, it's it's time to let that go. It's time to quit doing that. It's time to start doing this. And a mature Christian will say, okay, you know what? That's not really what I want to do, but I know that God's speaking to me to start doing that or to quit doing that. I'm going to receive that correction from God. And when you do that, check it out. Next year, you're going to grow more lemons than you did last year. Who wants more lemons? Woo! Yeah? I mean, I mean, some of you are pretty fruity, so whatever it is that... Whatever your fruit choice is. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're probably like, well, there's no Sunday night service. I don't want to hear any more of this. <laughs> Alright. Uh, wow. Acts chapter 10. Can't wait. Let's, no. go. Let's go to Acts 10. And so I'm going to look at a story of a Christian leader, a Christian, massive Christian leader. His name was Peter. Uh, this is the story of him receiving some correction in the New Testament and actually changing from what it said. And so, Acts chapter 10, by this point, most of the Christians were Jewish people who had converted. But here's the one thing about them as you look at the book of Acts. Most of them did not believe that the Gentiles could be saved too. So in the early church, there was quite a bit of the, of the I guess you would, I don't know, you would say segregation or whatnot, but most of these uh Jewish believers, they, it was beyond them that somebody that wasn't born Jewish could actually receive Jesus too. And so, this is this, Peter was one of those guys. He's like, I, "Hey, I, I can't even go there. Jesus is only for the Hebrew people, and I can't." I, I, he didn't even he couldn't comprehend going anywhere beyond that. So, we have here Acts chapter ten, uh, the story of Peter receiving some beautiful correction. Now, if you read the whole chapter, you'll see that there was a Roman army officer named Cornelius Cornflake. It was just Cornelius. But he was a God-fearing man, but he didn't know the way to salvation. And so one day an angel appears to Cornelius and tells him to, to send some of his men to this place called Joppa and find a man named Peter. And Peter had the answers on how to receive the Lord and get saved. So, here we go Acts 10 verses 9 through 15. I want you to see this. It says, "The next day, as Cornelius's messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon, and he was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open And something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. Here we go. End of the story. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles and birds. Then a voice said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, no, Peter declared. I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. Now that was a very uh, stern and, and straightforward voice from the Lord. And, and we read that, we're like, that's no big deal, man. I eat all sorts of things every day. I eat my bacon, I eat my shrimp, I eat, you know, whatever. And for us, you know, that's no big deal. But you got to understand at this point, the thought, of eating something against the Jewish law was enough to send one of these guys into a panic attack, and God says, "No, it's different now." And I love the way that uh, that the 2004 uh, New Living Bible puts it. It says, "If God says something's acceptable, don't say it isn't." And at this point in time, this was a brand new thing for Peter. And so Peter realized what this vision meant. When God said, it. if God says something acceptable, don't say it isn't. He meant that the Gentiles were acceptable and deserved to hear about Jesus too. And who in here is glad that Peter and the boys got this revelation that everybody can call on the name of the Lord and be saved. Amen. You you take that for granted But check it out man That's not how they always saw things And so Peter went uh, With the men to Cornelius They all received Jesus And check it out They all got baptized with the Holy Ghost And they all started speaking in tongues And this blew the Jewish believers minds They were like what is this And then Peter says something Later on in the chapter That is life changing He says God is no respecter of persons. Or the New Living Translation says, God shows no favoritism. God has no favorites. It doesn't matter what color you are, what country you are from, doesn't matter what gender you are. He said, no! God has no favorites. God loves everybody. Amen? Jesus is for everybody. And Peter had to get some massive correction and discipline in his life to say, you know what? I've been wrong. And I'm going to change the way that I'm doing this now Jesus is for everybody Can we get an amen today? Yeah. Amen. Can I get a time while I pick up my notes? I the open and they <laughs> Thank you Lord uh, The struggle can be real sometimes Alright, and so Anyway man, let's go well, Let me just say it this way Sometimes, listen Maybe you've done things a certain way For a really long time but that doesn't mean it was the right way. Right. And it doesn't mean that it, it wasn't incredibly stupid. So, <laughs> I saw this poster, you know, you go into offices and they've got these cheesy, super cheesy motivational posters on the wall. Anyone see this? Like someone climbing a mountain and like, you know, I don't know. But anyway, I, I, was, I was in an office and I saw the best motivational poster of all time. It was a picture of the running of the bulls And some guy getting tossed in the air by a bull And it says, just because we have always done it that way Doesn't mean it wasn't incredibly stupid I'm like, hey, I can use that, that's really good, amen Because I've done some things for a long time That were really, really dumb But hey, it's okay, I'm ready to change And I'm ready to get better for Jesus Who's ready to grow? Amen, amen. let's do it Alright, number three today is this Number three, if we're talking about Growing, check it out. Number three, we got to choose to change. Have you realized that the Lord won't force you to do the right thing? Well, if there's a God, then why did this happen? If there's a God and He's so good, then why didn't this happen? Man, He doesn't force people to do things. He's not like that. And and and, and, and to think, I mean, at one time this teenage girl a few years ago, she was like, "I'll tell you why I don't believe God's real." I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. Wow. You can tell this is going to be a good one. She's like, man, I was watching TV, and I told God, okay, here's a commercial break. You have until my show comes back to reveal yourself to me. And if you don't reveal yourself, then I know you're not real. And then God didn't do anything, and my show came back. I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't say what I thought, but I was like, you <laughs> snotty little brat. <laughs> What pride, what arrogance to demand that God reveal himself right now? It doesn't work that way. You don't demand anything out of God. Listen, you come to him like everybody else does. You believe even without seeing. Amen? And, and, and so you don't demand God. You, you show yourself right now. You, it's not going to happen. It's not going to work that way. We all have to come to a place where we choose to believe in Him, whether we've seen Him or not, because I've never seen Him. Now someday though, I will see the Son Jesus when I get to heaven, but even if I've never seen them with these eyes, I have seen the things that they have done. I have seen the works of His hands. I've seen drug addicts delivered. I've seen marriages restored. I've seen snotty little teenagers their attitudes change, and receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. My apologies to the teenagers. I, I shouldn't have said that. My, I, I love you. You love Pastor Dave still? Okay, that was a love. <laughs> I'll come back to you third one of these weeks and I'll, I'll, you know, maybe you don't want that. Uh, hey, here's a great quote for you. I like this when I heard this the other day. When people are right with God, they are prone to be hard on themselves and easy on other people. But when people are not right with God, they're easy on themselves and hard on others. I've seen that, man. I've seen people that think they're so mature and so they hold everybody else to this super high standard and hold their standards down here in life. Everyone else is going to do this, treat me this
0: way, be like this.
1: But, I'm, but that's okay if I talk about everybody and I mean everybody. It's okay. No, as you grow in the Lord, you're harder on yourselves than you are on other people. Yeah. Yeah, we've said it many times, but we tend to judge other people by their actions, but ourselves by our intentions. And so we we say things like, "Man, I can't believe the way that that she talked like that." Yeah, well, you said, but you said the same thing. Yeah, but I didn't mean it that way. That's the difference. What I meant was it. Well, how do you know she didn't mean it that way either? Right. This is one of the quietest Sunday morning crowds I've seen in amen. a bit, but it's okay. Hey, we're dishing out some work to you this morning, amen. And so as we grow in the Lord, we tend to work more on me. Then on you. Anybody? I, I, I'm more, I've got enough issues to fix and deal with than to worry about all of your imperfections. And that is when you begin to realize that you're growing in the Lord. Number one, when you love your neighbor as yourself and you can do unto others as you want them to do unto you, Luke 31. But also when you begin to cut other people some slack. And realize, you know what, yeah, hey, even if they didn't do right, it's okay, because i got to fix me before I can help anybody else. Jesus said, deal with the log in your own eye before trying to worry about the speck in your neighbor's eye. Man, that I've been working on that. Hey, I've got enough going on that out of 37 years, I haven't gotten to the point yet where I can just fix everybody else. I'm still dealing with me. Mm -hmm. Amen. One last thing here today, Hebrews 12 and verse 11. Hebrews 12, verse 11. Amen. Happy Mother's Day, moms. (laughs) You're the best. Thanks for putting up with all of us knuckleheads for all these years. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to look here at verse 11. Hebrews 12. In verse 11, and we already read this, but I'm gonna, this is going to be our last verse for the day. Hebrews 12 and verse 11, it says, No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. Hey, nobody likes that. Even self-discipline. Man, when you're out there running or exercising or, or telling yourself no one thing, it's not fun at the moment, but you understand the payoff that it has. And someone it says it's painful, but afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those Who are trained in this way And that's what I'm looking for in life I want a peaceful Harvest of right living I want to be holy I want to be more and more like the Lord And less and less Like the foolishness that I've got in my life I want to be more like Jesus Every single day And so another another thing that I've heard is this Is that there's two types of pain Discipline And regrets Discipline weighs ounces, regret weighs tons. Yep. And so, listen, two types of pain, discipline and regret. And so discipline, and it, it, it costs a little bit right now up front, and some, some ounces, but that's okay because the pain of regret, that can be a heavy weight, a heavy burden to carry. And I'd rather discipline myself right now, self-discipline, and I'd also rather receive discipline from God Almighty and my spiritual leaders right now than to, in the end, have to deal with some pretty massive regrets and say, oh man, I wish I would have done it different. I don't want to be in that spot. And we know that sometimes it may be a little bit embarrassing uh, to admit that we've been wrong on something, but I'm just saying today, hey, let's go ahead and let God change us. Let's let Him have His work in our lives. And I just want to close things out this morning by this. By reminding us about how deep the Father's love is for us. Do you realize how much God loves you? He loves you enough to say, hey, knock it off. That's going to kill you, man. Don't do that. I care about you. I care enough about you to not lie to you, to avoid hurting your feelings. The truth, when you know it, John 8, 32, Shall set you free. And our father loves us so much. That he's willing to discipline us. To correct us. To to keep us from bringing harm to ourselves. Or or harm to other people. And so I'm going to say this today. As we close things out. If God is dealing with you on some things right now. Don't run. Don't reject the Lord's discipline. Receive it. Choose to change. This proves that he loves you. Only a, a parent that doesn't really love their kids—they don't ever discipline them. They don't give them any boundaries. They don't ever—they don't ever stop them from touching the hot stove. They don't stop them from playing out in the street. That—that's <laughs> that really <laughs>
4: yes. all right. I forgot to make our weekly disclaimer. Here
1: we go. Weekly disclaimer. We've got a brand new sound system that costs thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. We are working on working out the kinks. That's the only kink we have this week so far. So let's hear it for our This is our third Sunday with it. We've invested a, a lot. Of, trust me, a lot. And, but it, it's bringing us forward. But I want to say this to you today. That when God chooses to correct us. Is because he loves us, and if he's speaking to your heart today about changing some things, you got two options. You can stiff arm God and say no, leave me alone, mean, or you can say, you know what? Thank you for loving me enough to help me out and show me
4: the right way. Amen. 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 Amen.
1: Let's go ahead and stand up together this morning. Amen. We're gonna stand up together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever and ever and ever. Well, um, the biggest thing today is this. if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you did at one point, but you let go. You walked away. And, and we know that he'll never let go of you. We understand that. That he'll, he'll never let go of you. He'll never turn his back. But let's get real. Some people have let go of him. And turned their back on him. Now we're not here to, to judge that today. We're not here to put someone on the spot. But what we are here to do. Is to say. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to return back to the Lord. And it wouldn't be right if we didn't give you that chance. That wouldn't be true love. And so I want to.
0: Lead everybody in a prayer today.
1: And if you'll pray this, if you'll mean it, this could be the day that your life changes forever and gets on the right path and will help you. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Let's say this prayer together today. Say, Father in Jesus' name. I believe in your son Jesus. I believe that he died. That he rose again. Jesus, forgive me for anything wrong I. Give me, the Give me the strength to live for you. For you. My life is yours. God. In Jesus' name. somebody, uh, another uh, mature Christian from here in the church that can mentor you over the next uh, 30 days. They'll give you Bible verses, they'll give you some devotions, and they'll pray for you every single day, but they'll be here for you. Go see Jose here in just a second and he'll get that information and we want to set you up. Amen. Can I have my prayer team come up this morning? If you're here and you need prayer for anything else at all, we want to be in agreement with you, uh, and we want to see the Lord work in your life and on your behalf. Let's take a few minutes here. If you need prayer, come up and receive it. Pastor Josh is going to lead us in a song, and we ask that the rest of you can just uh, remain reverent and uh, and and uh, be respectful for a few more minutes as we pray for these
0: that are needing prayer today. Amen. Let's go.